Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. So, good morning, everyone. Welcome to a Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant, and um, I'm very pleased to be joined today by Emma Baker from Dynasty Wills and Estate Planning. Good morning, Emma. Hi, Nick. Thank you for having me. That's all right. It's a good, good it's a pleasure to see you. Um, in the, on this cold morning, we've both come in with very cold hands, haven't we? In the I know. Our handshake outside <laughs> was just not great. Yeah, very cold. So, Dynasty Wills are a estate planning business offering the drafting of wills and lasting power of attorney documents, as well as supporting with finance and probate. Have I got that right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> and we're going to start off with... Um, um, yourself, Emma, talking about how you got into becoming a, a will writer. Tell us about your story. Yeah, of course. So I'm actually trained as a barrister. So um, I did my bar course in London. And that's the sort of practical training for a barrister where you learn all the practical skills. So I did that at University of Law in London. Okay. Um, so then I completed that in 2020 and I was called to the bar in 2021. Um, that might sound like a bit of a strange phrase, but that's essentially um, the sort of um, overarching board for barristers that you get called to the bar. Um, there is actually a bit of a story behind that that I like to tell as well. It's yeah. called the bar because in the olden days, the barristers actually used to stand at a wooden bar and the clients used to come up with them and put the money in their robes. So that's why it's still be said being called to the bar. Oh, okay. Um, so the kind of the tradition has been pulled forward as much like the profession. There's a lot of old tradition in being a barrister. Okay. But anyway, went on a, <laughs> on a side there talking about um, being called to the bar, but was called to the bar in 2021. Um, and as I was explaining before, Nick, there's a sort of last part of a training as a barrister, the last part where you train under a more senior barrister for a year or 18 months. Yeah. And um, places for that is very competitive. So the places are very few and far between. So um, especially during during COVID, I know that a lot of people had to diversify with what they were thinking about doing professionally. Mm. Um, and that's how I ended up will writing. So um, I ended up at a firm down in Hastings, so quite local, which was great for me. Um, but it was a completely new area of law. I hadn't done any sort of will writing or, um, you know, succession laws in my degree. So it was a completely new area of law. Um, but I've always loved drafting. So I knew that I was going to like the sort of writing side of it. Yeah. But the actual learning, the new laws was um, completely new for me. Um, but I had a fantastic team that I worked with. And if any of them are listening, I just wanted to say thank you for training me so well, because I probably wouldn't be here without you. Excellent. That's lovely. And I, I suspect um, with it as well, you meet a lot of people and um, you get to know a lot of people's lives. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, as you can imagine, it's very interesting hearing mm. some people's you know, personal lives. But that's part of um, the way that I like to think I'm a bit more, you know, empathetic and contemporary as well. Because I think there's a, a stereotype with Will writing that you're going to go to a solicitor and it's perhaps going to be a kind of stuffy old man. He's going to yes. sit there, you know, with the, the leather sort of clipboard, of as it were, a pile <laughs> of books. And you're going to feel a bit uncomfortable, out of place and not happy talking about your, your mm. sort of personal wishes. And that's, I want to be the opposite. I want to either come to see you at your home or you come to see me or obviously if it's remote, it's over Zoom with yeah. the power of technology these days. 
but want you to feel comfortable talking about whatever you want to talk about if there's an issue you'd like to you know talk to me about in a sort of therapeutic way we can do that and then it leads me on to helping you think about your wishes what you're wanting in your will or your LPA of course but more likely with a will that there might be sort of family issues that need to be looked into um but that's why what I want to be I want to be more um open I suppose I want you to have the opportunity to get to know me if you want to and be more empathetic and have a really non-judgmental ear talking about the Mm. personal issues as you say I think if they get to know you and you get to know them on a personal level then it's going to flow out of them a lot easier isn't it yes exactly and I really don't mind if people you know a want to ask about you know my family situation or if I have a will or you know or just other things like when I post on Facebook I you know post some personal things about you know I have horses and about riding and it's just a way to open up the conversation that as much as I'm a professional I do have a personal life and personal wishes and as I say I'm totally non-judgmental and empathetic to the fact that everyone has varying situations yeah um how do you find running a business um daunting sometimes (laughs) um you know especially at my age I think Mm. some people look at me and think oh you're a bit young to be doing it but I disagree with that I think there's no wrong or right time to be doing it sometimes Mm. you just have to look at what's in front of you the cards that you've got in front of you and think well Um, I am capable of doing this. And one of my very close friends who I used to work with was still very close now. Um, He said to me, you've got everything in place. You just need to take the leap. He said, you're waiting for this sign, but it might never come. And Mm. I'm so glad he said that. And we talk about it now because I don't think if he hadn't said that, I don't know if I'd be here because I was just waiting and waiting, thinking, oh, what if it doesn't work out? And what if it's not right? But actually it has worked out and it's nearly 18 months later and I'm really enjoying it. But as you say, it can be very daunting running a business as mm. I've got all the legal skills and everything I need to draft a will etc but running a business is a whole different kettle of fish so yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sounds cliche but I'm learning all the time and I've got a really good support network around me so Excellent. good for you good for you um and you mentioned so 2021 so it's sort of going through COVID when you set up um and there have been a, a few probably changes in rules going through that where people can sign things remotely um which must have made life easier yes you are um still as far as I'm aware you still are able to sign wills remotely obviously moving out of COVID now I recommend that you do see people in person and just because then you don't have to worry about all the sort of as you say rules and regulations of signing remotely it's easier if you are able to get together Mm. and sort of sign the will in the presence of each other Mm. and but as you say COVID changed a lot in terms of the way that a lot of businesses were running as I say a lot of things have gone more remote now and now people are more comfortable using say Zoom for example to do meetings online which is then very helpful for me because as much as I do um, enjoy and prefer to go out and see my clients in person obviously if I have clients that are coming from further away the only practical approach is for us to do it remotely which then a lot of people are comfortable with now which is helpful yes it is isn't it let's get down to the nuts and bolts about what a will is and why is it important to have a will you Mm -hmm. know let's go through that so the basis of it essentially your will gives you control over your assets if you don't have a will your estate um, will follow what's called the rules of intestacy so this is a pathway set by the government which specifies where your assets go and you don't have any control over this you can't change it the only way you can change where your assets go is to make a will okay okay um so that's quite in, that says all about why it's important um and we're talking earlier about some examples of people that haven't had wills um and what can happen if that 
that does happen. We, we spoke about Amy Winehouse, didn't we? Yeah, she's yeah. one of my favourite singers. And yeah. I know a lot of people know she died very young and she died without a will. So what's called dying in test state. Mm. So her estate and, as you can imagine, quite a large estate by that mm. point because of her success followed the rules of intestacy. Mm. Um, and then the first sort of rung of the rules of intestacy are that it goes back to your parents. And as a lot of people were aware, she didn't have a very great relationship with her father Mm. and all her you know money assets property went back to her parents and back to her father who you know you can't speak for the dead as it were but I'm sure a lot of people would think that she wouldn't have wanted that to happen yeah that's what I was going to say she probably wouldn't be very happy about that Mm -hmm. right now would she um well there's another um, sign of importance um and explain to us what an executor of a will is so your executor is someone who what we call administers your estates. So that might sound like a strange phrase, but that's essentially just the person that takes care of everything for you when you've passed away. Okay. So what they'll do in essence is they'll round up your estate, meaning they'll take a look at all your assets and everything that you have so they know where they are. And then they'll pay off any debts you might have, any legal fees and any expenses say your funeral expenses for example and then they'll see that your estate goes in accordance with your will so they'll take it through the process called probate which is where all your assets are valued any taxes are paid and then essentially at the end it's obviously all paid to the beneficiaries so that's overarching what they do but the way I'd like to explain it I can go through that whole rigmarole explaining it but essentially it's just the person that's going to take care of everything for you when you pass away and sort everything out if that makes sense yeah and the probate side of things so is that done by someone else so it's done by the executors. They, right. They're the person that takes the estate through probate and that's the kind of government um, process that the estate, any estate over £5,000 has to go through. Okay. Um, as I say, the estate's valued and then any inheritance tax is paid. Um, so th- the executor is the person that takes it through that whole process. Okay, okay. And how often should you update your will? Um, I would say as a sort of benchmark every five years at least or if you have a change in circumstances um so say for example if you get married if you have children um if you have a large change in assets so obviously if your assets massively increase you might want to rethink about what your wishes are okay um or another one is a death of a beneficiary you know if it's gonna if somebody's passed away before you that you were looking to leave your assets to you might want to have a rethink if that's the case so those are just some examples there could be various reasons that Mm. could mean a change of circumstances but every five years or if you have a material change in circumstances a a, a, a big change Mm -hmm. yeah 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 now um We've mentioned that um, LPA, Lasting Power of Attorney, let's talk about that and what that actually means as well. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So there's some confusion between wills and lasting powers of attorney. I think um, some people think they're the same thing or they work together. Mm. Um, They're actually completely separate documents. So lasting powers of attorney are documents used while you're still alive during your lifetime to give somebody else the ability to help you making decisions if you're no longer able to yourself. Okay. Um, So there are two types. There's one for property and finance decisions and one for health and welfare decisions. You can have one or both. That's, you know, completely up to you, depending on what your circumstances are. A couple of distinctions with them as well. The property and finance document can come into force immediately once it's been registered. So what that means is even when you still have mental capacity, you can have your attorneys um, give give them permission to act for you. So it can be quite useful if, say, for example, you've still got mental capacity, but you're quite frail say for example right. if you couldn't say go out to the bank or or you need help with sort of day-to-day things or another example if if you have a short stay in hospital and you okay. need somebody to kind of help out with finances so that's a kind of um, way that the property and finance document is quite useful okay where 
on the other hand, the health and welfare document only comes into force when you no longer have mental capacity. So any health decisions will only be made by your attorneys if you're no longer able to make them yourself. Right. There's a lot of ins and outs, isn't there? There's a lot of there detail. Is, yeah, there and, is. and it's all bespoke, isn't it? Everyone's different. Yes, so. exactly. And I yeah. think choosing an attorney, much like choosing an executor, is mm. you know choosing someone that you trust to actually act in your best interest. So mm. anyone can be an attorney as long as they're obviously an adult over 18. Okay. Um, but as I say, it doesn't have to be a family member. It could be a friend or someone you work with, but somebody that you know is going to act in your best interest. And as you say, that could be that could vary person to person. Yeah. Um, I guess in some cases you might not want it to be a family member, you, someone impartial. Yes, exactly. Yeah, someone, yeah. someone, as you say, more impartial, more mm. independent. You can um, appoint professional attorneys, but obviously the issue with that is that they're going to obviously charge fees for their services. Sure. Um, but that's obviously a decision that the individual can make if they're wanting to have professional attorneys. Okay. Um, the only other sort of caveat is that for your property and finance document, your attorney can't be bankrupt. Okay. Um, might seem like an obvious um, situation, but obviously yeah. if they're not very good with money themselves, then yeah. maybe they shouldn't be handling yours. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, that's that. Do, do, um, do companies need um, wills and LPAs? Yes, so yeah. actually talking about LPAs, you can actually have specific business LPAs. So okay. to separate your sort of personal wishes away from your business affairs. So mm. um, if you were incapable of carrying on your business, for example, then you'd appoint an attorney to just have power over your business affairs. Okay. So you can sort of write details of how you'd like the company to be carried on. So there are sort of the same but different if that makes sense they're yeah. just specifically about your business affairs which someone in business especially if you're kind of self-employed or it's quite a small business it might actually be something to consider yeah because if you're no longer able to then does your business just stop you know it's the Absolutely. things you don't think about sometimes yeah that sounds really important actually that people should put that in place and you can deal with that as well for people for yes. businesses yes yep. exactly yeah. as i say yeah. it's same but different still doing mm-hmm. lasting powers of attorney but you make it very specific about the business affairs okay okay um, Emma, what do you what do you like about this the most? Uh, you obviously get a lot of pleasure out of it. What's what's the best bit about your job? Um, it sounds like a cliche, but I really yeah. do love helping people. Okay, yeah. um, it's strange actually because in my personal life, I'm quite introverted. I wouldn't say I'm a massive people person, but right. in business, I actually really enjoy helping people. And the best part of closing a case for me, as it were, that I can look back and think I've actually made some difference to them. It might be, you know. 20 years in the future but if something does happen to them I know they're safe and secure and I've gone away and they feel more safe and secure for the future so Mm. um, I'd say that's my favorite part is actually helping people but it does sound like a massive cliche (laughs) no that's great yeah that's that's if you get the the most benefit from that then it keeps your inside happy doesn't Mm -hmm. it um, and you, you're a, an equestrian of some sort, you were saying. You like horses and horse riding. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I have a horse called Tom. Um, <laughs> so I do um, eventing. So that's doing dressage, show jumping and cross country, either all in one day or across three days. Um, wow. So I've been sort of riding competitively for about 10 years now. Obviously, COVID as well had to have a bit of a break, but I didn't necessarily think that was a bad thing because yeah. um, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a massive competitive person, but I can put quite a lot of pressure on myself sometimes. So okay. in sport and in business, sometimes yeah. you just have to um, think about how far you've come. I think, uh, you know, thinking about moving forward, but actually take a take a moment to look back sometimes and think actually you you know yeah. built this from the ground up or look how far you've come with your sport and don't be so hard on yourself sometimes yeah, no, which, which i am i think I, people would say yeah okay but I, I i i agree with that you know you've got to sit back sometimes and think you know how well you've done where you are now um think about the future but think about where you are now that's the important thing i think and um, but talking of the future what what, what is how how big do you want to grow your business because some um 
um, wills and trust businesses are quite big, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are quite big. I think the honest answer to that is dependent on where I go with my career. Okay. Um, so I'm still looking at doing a pupillage. So the last part of training to be a barrister. Right, so okay. if, if I get that, then I would go on to then be a practicing barrister. Okay. It's not necessarily to say that I would stop doing estate planning altogether, but yeah. um, that's the kind of idea that I'd like to do. In terms of where this business goes, um, I wouldn't like to see it wound up, to be honest. Obviously, it's still small yeah. at the moment but um i would um, i would hesitate to say sell it but i would like to see if there's someone i know that would want to carry it on and yeah. i do have someone in mind so Excellent. well that's really forward thinking that's really good uh, you've got a little quiz that we can do haven't you yes okay. i have would you like to do it's just I, a true or false I, I'll, Nick, I'll so, give it a go i'll um, give it a go i haven't we haven't like We've not read this. this. We've not read it. So Nick's going off the cuff. So (laughs) just true or false. Um, Read a statement to you. Just say if you think true or false. All right. Um, So if I'm married, I have to appoint my spouse as the executor. I'd say that is false. That is false. You can appoint anyone you like to be an executor. You need obviously to have at least one and you can have up to four acting jointly. Okay. Excellent. Perfect. So the next one is my old will is no longer valid when I get married. That's true. It is true. Yeah. So getting married will invalidate your previous will. So um, there is a way around this if you're writing a will at the moment and looking at getting married in the future. So you can write what's called a contemplation of marriage clause at the top of your will to say, if I get married, this will isn't to be revoked. But okay. if you don't do that, then your will will be revoked when you get married. So right. obviously the provisions you've got in your previous will will no longer stand okay. and you'll need to do a new will essentially. And also if you've not been married before and you get married, that's when you need to do a will as well. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. marriage is probably one of the key changes that I'd say you really need to look at your planning again because a lot obviously changes for you but also in terms of the legality of it your will may not be invalid or if you say if you don't have one it could be a reason to, to look at doing one yes okay okay so number three if I'm not married but I've been cohabiting with my partner for five years okay they will inherit all my assets if I don't have a will I'm gonna say that's false that is false. Okay. So um, cohabitees That's don't a have, yeah, the cohabitees <laughs> don't have the same rules um, under the rules of intestacy. So it's only spouses and civil partners. Um, there is a bit of room for reform in this area. They are looking at adding cohabitees that have been, as you say, together for a yeah. X number of years. But at the moment, it's only if you're married or in a civil partnership. So okay. another reason to think about getting a will if you're not intending getting married because it won't automatically pass to your partner if you're True. not married. So. Yeah, yeah, and just. That when when you've got um, patchwork families, if you want to call them, with mm-hmm. kids on different sides as well, yes, that exactly. can cause all sorts of um, confusions. I would have thought. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So as you say, if you've got more complex circumstances, that's definitely mm-hmm. a reason to think about um, your planning and your wills, especially because you know, as you say, if you've got the kind of patchwork families or yeah. differing wishes, yeah. um, you wouldn't want to be dying in test state because the rules are then set for you. As you say, if you've got other wishes that you want to have, mm. as I said at the start, that's the main reason to get a will, so you have control over where your assets go. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Number four, I can only give a gift of money to charity in my will. I'd say that's false as well. It is false. So um, you can give a gift of money to anyone in your will. Of course, you can give a gift of money to charity. You can also give um, specific items away. So if there's, you know, 
say piece of jewelry or any sort of specific item you want to give away and you can of course also do a gift of property so if you specifically want to pull your property out of your estate and give that separately you can do that as well so and and pets as well horses for instance yes and pets you can do as you say what's called a pets legacy so to give your animals (laughs) your pets to a specific person yeah i think i read about um what's her name carol king the singer Mm. i think she left her cats to some people and i I read that once Uh, yeah yeah that's a question that people do ask me oh about the executors but especially about pets oh you know do i need to ask the person that i'm putting in i said well not for me to write it down you don't need to ask them but practically it's probably best to ask them them let them know (laughs) that they're you know maybe going to be be given given the responsibility yeah 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 excellent have we got any more yeah just one more okay um i can appoint guardians in my will for any minor children but they have to be a family member um i'd say that's false yeah that's false as well so you're on a roll um so again you can appoint anyone you like as a guardian um obviously you have to be over 18 to have um, parental responsibility the only thing to note about guardians is just think about the practicality so for example if someone lives abroad that might not be practical because obviously either the children would have to move or they'd have to move back here so when considering guardians firstly much like the executors or attorneys think about someone you are happy to have your children would act in their best interest but then also the practicalities of of location you know ability to take on children Mm. um and things like that lots to think about but that's that's kind of why i'm here so to take you through all those sections and talk about what your needs and wishes might be um which is maybe the danger of doing a diy will or sort of diy lpas less so with the lpas because there's quite a lot of support online but Mm. the wills especially doing a diy will as much as you might get the basis of what your wish is down there are things you might have missed out um, or certain, you know, legal phrases that need to be in there just to um, make sure everything's sort of airtight, if that makes yeah, sense. That's one yeah. of the reasons why, yes, you can do a DIY will, but like anything, if you need help with something, you go to a professional, don't you? Absolutely. So that's why I'm here to help talk yeah. through all your wishes and get everything all laid out for you so you're feeling more safe and secure. I think also you would suggest things that they hadn't thought of as well, you know, yeah. especially when you're talking about the guardians and they're going, well, I don't really know. But then you could say, well, have you got anyone who's this or got this character? Because mm-hmm. they may not have thought that. And that's where you come in as well. Yes. I think yeah. the phrase, oh, I hadn't thought of that is actually one I hear a, an awful lot. <laughs> yeah. um, especially when you, as you say, get down to the nitty gritty talking about gifts mm. and the pets and things like that. People just didn't realize they could even do it or, yeah. you know, hadn't thought about it. And that's again, one of the reasons why you might come and talk to me because you know i'll have thought about it so we can chat through it all some of it might be relevant for you some of it might not but wouldn't you rather me ask all the questions and you can say oh no thank you rather than miss something out potentially exactly and can people come to you uh, for a uh, just a consultation to see whether they want to if it'll work for them yes of yeah. course so okay. as you say you can you know contact me um, in any way you wanted to and just sort of come for a, an initial chat as you say a consultation okay and then the idea is that if you wanted to go ahead either doing your wills or lpas whatever we're talking about is to get you booked in for an appointment with me okay. and as i say that's the time where we talk through all your wishes um, and go through sort of all the sections either of the will or the lpa and talk everything through with you Excellent. and then it's sort of only at the end that um when all the sort of 
of um, documents are signed, as it were, and it's ready yeah. to go. That I then obviously ask for payment, sure. and um, those are all fixed fees. So I know a lot of people worry about going to a solicitor that there are going to be lots of hidden charges, yeah. but um, you don't have that um, with us because it's all fixed fees. It's all black and white in front of you yes. even before you begin, so you know where you are, and that's the whole process. Excellent. VAT included fixed fees, so you know where you are. Well, let's, let's just run through the prices because we were going to do that earlier. But um, so tell us how much it is. Um, so for a single will, that's as the name suggests, is for a single person. So yep. for a single will is one two five, so one hundred and twenty five. So reasonable as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then um, well, we like to think so. Again, yeah. being a bit trying to make it a bit more accessible for of people. Course, you yeah. know, solicitors can be. I've I've heard some crazy quotes from solicitors oh. for doing LPAs especially. But mm. anyway, digressing. Yeah. Um, for mirror wills, so that's two wills um, mirroring, as that suggests, mostly for couples, but okay. partners, but not necessarily. But if you think a bit like that, for couples, mirror wills um is 200 so um the two together um and then for the lpas um they start at 250 but ranging um depending on sort of what sort of products you're wanting to take out Um, as i say and as you said nick is lovely for you to say that but we like to keep the prices reasonable as i say fixed fees to be more accessible for people you know i'm trying to spread the word about wills especially that you know between 50 and 60 percent of adults in the uk don't have a valid is will. that right wow um yeah, yeah, yeah so obviously it fluctuates but between mm. 50 and 60 percent which is a huge percentage and you mm. think about you know we're talking about celebrities but the average person is going to lose you know control of the assets that they've potentially worked their whole life for if they don't have a will so yeah um all those people that don't have a will they might be thinking oh i must do that but if it's too expensive then you're just not going to do it are you and it's... i think that's why some of the think oh i won't do that that's too expensive. i know they're expensive i'm not yes. going to do that but knowing that that's really accessible yeah so mm. as i say accessibility and mm. then it's probably another reason you're asking me about what contemporary means earlier yeah you know it's the fixed fees it's being more open about the conversation as well i think and as i say touched about on the appointments they can be at a time and place that suits you if i'm doing my appointments in person I do like to you know say can we have a face-to-face it's just easier to build rapport that way as you say easier to talk about your issues Mm. and you know and obviously I have normal working hours but I am more than happy to do appointments either at weekends or evenings you know know. as as you say to be more accessible for people Mm. Mm. um yeah, so just trying to help people as much as possible. Again, I know that sounds like a massive cliche, but it, these are important documents. And I think mm. it's something that's always on people's to-do list. Yeah. But it takes them a while to actually do it, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, so on the list for some reason. Yes. Great, um, but, well, obviously it's easy for me to say, oh, it should be top of your list, <laughs> yeah. but they are important documents. So it is, it is something you should consider, especially in the new year now, you know, resolutions and getting your ducks in a row. It's, yes. you know, maybe time to think about the future as well and what, what your wishes are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, now's a great time, isn't it? We start the new year, you know, a, a new plan, um, getting, getting in touch. So, Thank you, Emma. That's brilliant. You've told us everything and um, it's been really, really interesting to hear your stories. And, no, um, thank what, you for having me, Nick. And what you can do. So if anyone out there wants any information about wills and estate planning and LPAs, then please get in touch with Emma. All her details are on the Brilliant Businesses website and they'll be underneath this podcast. Um, so <clears throat> thank you again, Emma, and um, we'll look forward to another podcast soon. Perhaps we'll see you again sometime. Thank you. Okay, see you.